podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, 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 what's going on? You're now, of course, listening to the Dish Norris podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week. And we're back with another part. When I say back, I mean myself and my sound genius, Andre, who thankfully kept the sound sounding tight as I was abroad. But now I'm back, so the sound's going to be sounding even better than before. I hope you lot checked out episode 262, which is my previous episode. And that is on why the Supreme Court are in women's business. So what is this podcast about? Well, we've seen the fallout regarding the Supreme Court decision to effectively roll back a lot of the changes which made it very applicable, not very applicable, gave women the right to an abortion um, on a federal level. So to find out what that means, to find out why people are mad, who the Supreme Court are, how many people are in there, how they become Supreme Court justices, who voted what way, who put these people in charge, and so on and so forth. So if you're somebody who cares a lot about this topic, which I think all of us should, I believe you should get involved. And it's not as it seems. The debate isn't as straightforward as it seems on social media and on the on TV. So make sure to check out that, ep- check out that episode. Hella information, you get me? Anyway... Episode 263, this week's podcast is still on politics. We're talking that pagan, that punk, Preeti Patel, but alliteration for the P, push your P. Um, and what has she done now? Well, she is a home secretary and immigration is her remit. And it's just a continuation of pretty draconian measures with regards to immigration. So we're going to talk about the deportation of Nigerians and Ghanaians that happened this week, a deal signed with Nigeria and just... The Nationalities and Borders Act, which is very, very draconian in my humble opinion, as well as many MPs and lawyers are reading stuff on the Law Society, they believe it too. So yeah, let's get cracking in this week's episode. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, what's going on, people? You're now locked into Dysonomics, of course. And we are talking Pretty Patel, the deal, the, well, the devil, she's a devil. Nigeria's deal with the devil and why the Nationality and Borders Act is a peak thing. So let's start from top. So on Thursday, the 30th of June, June, 20, June 2022, Nigeria, President Buhari, and the United Kingdom signed an agreement that would see the UK increase the deportation of those considered dangerous criminals, right? This is part of Britain's massive new immigration plan, which basically is get as many people out Get as many the fucking country, bro. Home Secretary Preeti Patel, aka the devil, believes this will help take the fight to the criminal people smugglers to tackle illegal immigration. Now, really and truly, I'm against people smugglers anyway because it's too dangerous and people are put in shit conditions. But at the same time, I also understand why people want to come and flee certain areas. And I quote from Mrs. Patel. Our new landmark agreement with Nigeria will increase the deportation of dangerous foreign criminals to make our streets and country safer. This is what she tweeted on Thursday, which I posted on my Instagram. This happened the same day that 13 Nigerians, as well as eight God names, were deported from the UK for different violations. I think they were deported actually the day before. Preeti said this agreement with Nigeria is indeed mutually beneficial. And I quote, the deal will mean 
that the operational teams in both countries will share the expertise to take the fight to criminal people smugglers who are responsible for a wider range of criminality and put profit before people while undermining the security of our two countries. So that is the quotes from Miss Priti Patel. Priti is going hard in a flipping paint to crack down on, immig on illegal immigration. I believe she's going hard to crack down on immigration, period. Periana, as the babes say. Last month, Parliament passed controversial reforms, uh, which introduced a maximum life sentence as well a couple weeks ago. Some, some weeks ago, let me not say last month. Which, in which introduced a maximum life sentence for people smugglers. So, you could actually go out and rape somebody and not get life. You go and actually kill somebody potentially and not get life. But people smuggling, yeah, 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 getting life. It's a bit off. From today, anyone entering UK illegally, as well as those who have arrived illegally since January the 1st, may be now relocated to Rwanda. Remember, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said this in a speech, um, like, on April 14th. So... In the last few months, there's been deals signed of African countries, Rwanda and Nigeria. And the ethos is, yeah, basically, like, if we if we deem you, if we deem your case to asylum to be fugazi, if we deem it to be illegal, we're just shipping you to our next country. Like, you're not staying here, fam. Like, that's the long and short of the situation. Now, as I said, 30 Nigerians, as well as eight Ghanaians, were deported on first of the world, on, by Thursday, the 30th of June, 2022. A gay man seeking asylum in the UK from Nigeria is amongst the people who were deported. And they actually tried to deport my man five years ago, 2017. But he managed to survive that one. But this time, it wasn't going to be that easy. And apologies for the sniffing people. Hey, for what is kicking me in my butt. I just had to pause the podcast. God damn. So hopefully, no more sniffles, guys. Okay, cool. So, Adenihi Raji. Adenihi Raji. 48-year-old gay man was facing removal to Nigeria for the second time. He was interviewed by The Guardian back in 2017, and this is what he said. I'm in the UK because I need protection. If I'm returned if I'm returned to Nigeria, they will kill me, he said. He had screenshots on deck where he received from people in Nigeria. One said, so after all we did to you before, you're still practicing homosexual. Wait until we see you down here. That'll be the end of you. That's just typical... Like, broken English, you're still practicing homosexual. That's an insane statement. The grammar is off and just the content of the statement itself is despicable. The government guidance published in February this year states that LGBT people that are prosecuted, sorry, persecuted in Nigeria, that gay men found to be involved in same-sex acts are liable to be jailed for 14 years. While in the northern states where Sharia law actually prevails, the punishment is actually death. Do you get it? So this is an admission from the government that they know that if you are found to be gay in Nigeria, you are at best looking at 14 years in jail. Do you know how many people I know that have done all types of badness or types of crime. Very, very despicable actions. People I know, people I know of, people I've read about in the newspapers, seen on TV, and they don't get 14 years. Do you know what 14, 14 years is a big bird? And that is the best case scenario. You could actually be sentenced to death under Sharia law. But lo and behold, Adenihi 
is being sent back to Nigeria regardless. What's super spooky about this latest deportation is that mothers and grandmothers are some of whom who have lived in the UK for decades are being skied. They're being deported back to Nigeria and Ghana. According to the reports from The Guardian, some suffer from severe mental health problems and are anti-psychotic medication. And they're still, regardless, being shipped back to Nigeria or Ghana. One 40-year-old mother of three British children, right? Three, has previously sectioned under the Mental Health Act. She fled Nigeria after being persecuted for being a Christian in a majority Muslim area, right? And we've seen it, like, not too long ago, um, a church was burned down. We see it in Nigeria, especially in the northern regions. So this woman fled Nigeria after being persecuted for being a Christian in the majority Muslim area. And she travelled to the UK in 2009 on a false passport. At that time, she was actually pregnant. She was imprisoned for traveling on a false passport and gave birth while in pen. Crazy. When she became seriously mentally ill, her children were removed. The Home Office then evicted her because her children are no longer living with her. She ended up sleeping on the streets behind the church. Pfft, brother. Like, see, see life here. Yeah? We have laws. Same way in like certain jobs, you have guidelines, you have rules. Certain businesses, shops, restaurants, they have like their policy. But I like to believe those things are there to be followed for the most part. But often there come circumstances, scenarios, situation ethics, which I live by, where the bylaws, the rules, the guidance, the policy, for this, for a particular scenario, does not make sense. You know, certain times where you might have had a mess up with an item that you bought, do you know what I mean? You might not have the receipt, but it's not in policy for Zara to run it back, but Shorty or my man at the till knows, do you know what? I remember you, you came here. You seem like a decent person. You've brought it back, you've brought the bag. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look worn. Okay, do you know what? It's not usually in policy, but do you know what I mean? We'll pan out for you. Or if there was an issue with your food, okay, it's not really in policy. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that happens. Like, I've, there's been times where I've been subscribed to something that I didn't ask subscribe to. And I've clocked, like, I think it was like one credit report thing. That I, didn't, I, I completely forgot, or I didn't even clock that they were charging me. Yeah? But I was, I was charged £5 a month, and it was literally like eight, like three years, and I did not notice. So I call up the company now and they're like, bro, we can't run your money back. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, nah, nah, check the account. See when I, you know when I've logged in, how many times I've used it. I've never used it. I've never used it at all. They're like, ah, oh, the best we could do is one month. I was like, bro, I did not use this. They ran me back like a year's worth. They gave me like 60 quid. That was not in their policy, but they used common sense decency. Like, yes. In the policy, the rules, okay, she's not with her children anymore, so she may not she may not be due for that space. But to evict somebody with no support system, mental health issues, now they live in the street, that's now another issue for the country. And one thing is not only is it immoral, it's another issue. Now when you do these things to people, then you'll be surprised when some people lead towards crime. Absolutely insane. So obviously. 
this stuff has been received in negative press, as it should. Not as much as I would like, but hey-ho. And a whole master's spokesperson said this. The UK only ever returned individuals to their country of origin when the Home Office and where applicable, the courts deem it safe to do so. All asylum and human rights claims are carefully considered in accordance with our international obligations. Each individual assessment is made against the background of relevant case law and the latest country and the latest country's information. The new plan for immigration will fix the broken immigration system and expedite the removal of those with no right to be here. So they're saying, listen, we're not sending no one to their death. We're doing it, we're telling people safe. And listen, if you've got no right to be here, you've got no right to be here. Do you know what I mean? You have to hold that. Now, this is for me, it's a bit tricky. Because although I like to believe I'm somebody with a high moral compass, for the most part, I have a lot of compassion, for the most part. But I'm also a highly objective individual, pragmatic, and I like to look at things fairly and holistically. Although when we think of illegal immigrants, we're thinking of people fleeing like either persecution, war, or genuine just bad circumstances, which I like to believe the overall majority of them are, you can't just willingly let people come to the country. There's finite resources, there's finite space, and there's also a security issue. You have to be able to account for people, right? Now, it does, this doesn't mean that just because you know who people are, where they've been, where, they, where they've born, their families, doesn't mean that there's still crime. Come on, look at the crime in the UK. The overwhelming, the overwhelming majority of crime is committed by British citizens. However, you, you still have a duty of care to your country and to your citizens, and they have to be prioritised in terms of resources as well as safety. So I understand cracking down on illegal immigration. However... I don't believe this this is just simply like stopping people who just come in here just to just to get their money up. Like this, and we're gonna get into it further, is a concerted effort to remove a lot of people from ethnic minorities out of the country, especially when they're not posing a threat. Remember, they're removing aunties in that. But they'll make it seem like, oh, it's only going to be violent criminals going. Bro, they're removing aunties. Some have been living here for decades. And what's crazy to me is that the fact that you even need, like, a pattern to come to the UK from Nigeria. Former colony. Anyway. Now, let's look at the current state of British immigration. We currently have a point style system, right? So to get to this country, you have to qualify for certain points. And the aim for this is to prioritize people who are highly skilled. So basically they're trying to get the the, the, the designer immigrants. Did you get it? They're trying to get the designer immigrants. And why this is effed is that it makes it difficult for people who may not have the highest skill. Also, you also need like a job offer, pattern up, all that. It makes it difficult for people to come, it makes it more difficult for people to come here. But also we've seen with Brexit and stuff like that, is that when there's shortages in maybe the lower skilled, lower paid jobs, it just is what it is. Where previously migrants, people from the EU and outside the EU will fill these roles. Like, I think it was the CEO of Ryanair was telling us about 
the people doing the works at Heathrow and all those type of places in baggage claim and all that type of stuff. These are British people don't want to do these jobs. They don't want to do these jobs. They're not applying to do these jobs. Hence why everything has gone to, gone to piss. Do you get it? It was people from the continent and from beyond that were doing these jobs. Now man ain't coming in here to pan out these jobs and British people don't want to do these jobs. We have an issue. And that's some of the issues of the immigration point star system. But this segment of the poll is to look at the Nationality and Borders Act. And this act, I believe, is straight up despicable. Now, the bill was introduced to the House of Commons literally by the time I listen to this podcast, it will almost be a year to the date. To this day, July the 6th, 2021. And it became law on the 28th of April, 2022. This bill, so this um, law, this new piece of legislation, makes significant changes to the UK asylum system. Remember, this is, people, this is looking at people seeking asylum where they've come from areas where it's rough. Do you get it? This is not just people looking, just a bus case, like, yo, I'm looking for that American dream, that British dream. Okay. So let's, so, and I got a lot of this from the Law Society, big up them, and yeah, it's, it's spooky. So this bill makes significant changes to the system, right? And look at these changes, yeah? And as I read them, you get to see how peak they are. There's going to be a two-tier asylum system. Those who arrive to the UK via irregular means may receive less protection and support. So those who come to the country on a, you know what I mean, are going to receive less protection and support. It's very likely that way. And the way Preeti is going on right now, and from a track record, I can see how. They're also increasing the standard of proof for establishing somebody as a refugee. So this, so basically, they they are requiring more evidence to prove you're a refugee. So by by the sheer fact of making the bar higher, you're going to have less refugees because you've increased the um you've increased the barriers to entry. It's just like okay, cool. It's just like if you're trying to buy a house, right? And then all of a sudden, all the banks and mortgage providers and lenders say, "Yo, yeah, basically, you're gonna is gonna the mortgage uh, multiplier factor of your salary is only be times by one point five, and you're gonna need a deposit of fifty percent." What's that going to do to people who are buying homes? It's going to cut the number of people uh, who have who have the ability to purchase homes significantly, as will this measure. So we've got the. Reduction of protection support for those who come in via regular means and also increasing the level of proof needed to be determined as refugee. They're also reducing the threshold at which somebody considers to commit a particular serious crime, therefore not receiving refugee protection. So what they've done is now they're reducing the bar to determine somebody's a serious criminal, right? This way is that they're saying, yeah, anyone of any sort of criminality, basically we just don't want them here. That's effectively the aim of this, right? And also, by this default, you are reducing the amount of people that get here. Bear in mind, the irony of this, or irony of this is that for a lot of these countries, the UK will not recognise your qualifications. They probably don't recognise the validity of the justice system there. All of the governments, for the most part. It's cheeky, if you ask me. Also, removing stages of appeal or fast-tracking for certain cases. Now, this is making it difficult for people to actually become a, get, be granted asylum because, first of all, you're removing appeals. So, especially if they've done something dodgy, you're removing appeal stages and also fast-tracking. So, it's making people's lives more difficult and harder for them to achieve asylum. Penalties for late submission of evidence 
which which this is now damaging the claimant's credibility or to affect the weight of given by the evidence. So basically, if you're submitting evidence late, effectively it makes you look worse, and it makes the the the, um, the evidence you uh, evidence you're providing look more shaky, which is crazy. Because think about people are escaping particular areas, so they might not have everything patterned up. Do you get? Giving the immigration tribunal additional powers on top of those that already exist to find lawyers for improper, unreasonable, and negligent behaviour. So obviously, parliamentaries, parliamentary, and definitely heard of voices of lawyers. They've spoken about on this, and yeah, there's hella concerns, and you can tell by reading this or listening to this hella concerns. It's argued that it's likely to be incompatible with international law. Which is which I heard um, from some MPs and lawyers when they introduced the Rwanda thing, which I'm going to touch on that towards the end. It damages access to justice and negatively impacts the role of lawyers in immigration cases. This is despicable. You're making it. You're trying to. You're you're putting more pressure on lawyers. You're making it so much harder for them to get a just case. And this may be incompatible with international law. But because the Tories have a whopping majority, because of the country going for Boris Johnson with a whopping majority of 80 plus seats in December um, 2019, well, now Monday, they could push through this fuckery. Do you get it? Um, the Law Society also state, and this is also echoed by many people, there's concerns that penalising refugees who arrive in the UK via irregular means is incompatible with the Refugees Convention 1951. So again, it's incompatible with international law. The changes to the procedures and appeals process remove important safeguards and unfairly disadvantages those seeking asylum. They're literally making it hard to seek asylum. They don't want people here. That's a long and short of it. They do not want people here. Period. And now they have the power to start putting things in place. And this is why elections matter. This is why voting matters. Because when you have a majority, and remember, this is a theme for last podcast. We spoke on last podcast when Donald Trump won the election. He was able to put in three, not one, not two, but three Supreme Court justices, right? Which tipped the scale in terms of conservative versus liberal justices, 6-3 in favour of conservative um, of justices. And that's conservative in terms of their political ideology, right? or their philosophical ideology, should I say. Three justices. And remember, a Supreme Court justice is a lifetime role. So you either resign, you get removed, which has only ever happened once in history, or die. So resign, retire, or die. That's just basically how it happens, right? Elections are so important because look at the look at the the. This is despicable. They also ignore the practical difficulties of refugees and asylum seek cases and risk resulting in just or poorly made decisions. This is going to happen non-stop and it's going to be so difficult to stop. It's disgusting. This is disgusting. Like researching this part made me so angry. Because, yes, I want a patterned immigration system. I don't want b- people to come to the country anyhow. I don't want, I don't even like, like the way, um, how some people are smuggled in the country because it's unsafe for the people. We've seen people die on boats and stuff like that. We've seen a bunch, wasn't it in um, a couple of years ago, um, where you saw like loads of people, I think it may be from China, I can't remember where, who were like trying to smuggle into the UK, all dead on a, on, in, in, a in a lorry. I don't want to see people dying, dying on their way to the UK. But this is disgusting. It's going to make people take more risks. 
I'm even the Ro- and this ties onto the Rwanda thing. I was Rwanda thing for those who don't remember. Preeti had issued a rare ministerial direction to push through plans for sending asylum seekers from the UK to Rwanda. So this is targeted asylum seekers that arrive to the UK on small boats. This is a 120 million pound pilot scheme of Rwanda, which focused on single men arriving on boats or lorries and will see them given a one-way ticket, 4,000 last club miles to Rwanda, where they'll be processed. And if successful, they'll have long-term accommodation in Rwanda. The fact that she's taking a ministerial direction means that she's taking personal responsibility in the region, right? And this is only the second time the Home Office have used this power in 30 years. They haven't been able to say it's going to be valuable for money. Politicians and charities described it as absolutely chilling, cruel, nasty, and illegal. But this is what Priti Patel is doing. This is what this government is doing. This is the most despicable government of in must be of all time. No cap. These men are bums. Despicable. So, how do I feel about this? Well, I'm guessing you already know. This is despicable. This is despicable. And I'm, for those who like listen to me or know me, they know when it comes to politics, yeah, I have my opinions, but I'm for everybody having their own opinion and I'll disagree with certain opinions. So I think certain opinions are stupid and ill-informed and just wrong on a morality and a practical level. But sometimes we just, sometimes we want to go, we want to achieve the same goal, but we want to take different routes. And that's fine. That's fine. So I don't like to sway people's opinions. If you want to vote conservative, vote conservative. You want to vote Labour, Lib Dem. Do, do, do. My thing is just make sure you're flipping informed, bro. Make sure your opinion is informed. And if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Do you get me? However, under no circumstance should anybody be voting for conservative government. This same government. They have to go. Either, if you still want conservative to be in power, make sure your party gets all these bums out of here. Boris Preeti, Dominic Raab, Rishi, even though I don't think he's that bad, Liz Truss, um, Shajid, um, Grant Shapps, all these brothers, get them all out of here, my fam. Reese Mogg, all the man, get them out. Because they have been despicable since 2019. They have not reached a full three years term. And the damage they've done to the UK economy by being slow and on agile with lockdowns, wasted money, making U-turns every minute, bad decision after bad decision, breaking their own rules, these despicable immigration laws, basically making it difficult to protest, disgusting. I want them gone. They cannot be rewarded with another turn. Even if you want conservatives, make sure these men aren't there so you get new, new blood in or other people in. Because you can say what you want about David Cameron, Theresa May, other conservative MPs, but no, none of them have this lack of integrity and incompetence and this and just disgustingness. So yeah, like my thoughts on this is this is disgusting, absolutely disgusting, and I'm sickened. And I really, really hope that we can get these motherfuckers out of here and we can start getting some of this shit repealed because this is disgusting. Yeah, people, let me know if you're as passionate as me what you think. Hashtag Dysonomics on Twitter. Let me know on Instagram. Make sure you listen to Shot and Chasers every Thursday. That's what my pod is. But make sure you, you click the notification bell. Listen to all the episodes there. Dope. Of course, uh, Touchdown Frackers drops every Monday. There's going to be a midweek pod dropping. And yeah, until next, until midweek, peace and blessings.
Sports Social Podcast Network.